One step forward, two steps back. You've heard the phrase. It's used to communicate that every time you make progress, something bad happens. That means the situation is worse than before. What if one step forward, two steps back weren't just a saying, but your life? Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory, and just a heads up, because of the subject matter in this episode, parental guidance is suggested. Now, I got a question for you. What sort of things get in the way of you becoming the best you can be? In other words, sticking with our phrase, one step forward, two steps back, what is the thing that makes you take two steps back? And what if that thing is you? Uh-oh. We're going to explore that sobering reality in this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. If you just can't seem to get traction in your quest to get ahead, how do you problem solve that? And if your quest to get ahead means becoming someone important, how do you respond when the thing that's holding you back is you? The man in our story just couldn't seem to get over the hump. His sense of self-importance and his self-sabotaging behavior always seemed to have him moving, well, backwards. That is, until he met up with reality, followed closely by grace. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize you are really going to like, well, if we draw your name. But first, Let's get to it, folks. The true story of Marshall Brandon. Marshall, don't you run out in front of me. I, I gotta get home. You can't go home yet. But I got a prize, Eva, for the picture I drew. See? Mama said we gotta stay at the park till four. But I, I got first prize. I'm with your mama. You'd best listen to your big sister. Don't go home yet. You can't stop me. Marshall, you hear me? You ain't the boss of me, and you can't catch me. Mama, Mama, I'm home. Ah, Marshall. Get out of here, stinking oh. kid. Marshall, what you doing here? Mama, I, I brought you my picture. I got a prize, too. Hey, who's that man? None of your business. Where's daddy? And what were Nothing. you... Nothing. Little brat's gonna squeal on us to your old man. No, he won't. I got ways to shut him up. You ain't gonna tell your daddy what you seen, right, boy? That you and my mama was... Shut your mouth, boy. Get over here. But my prize. I got a prize for you. This electrical cord. No, mama, please. No, don't hit me. Ow! Mama, no. Ow! I said shut up. Ow! I won't, I won't tell. Please, please, no. Now get in that closet, or I'll shut you up for good. And stop that crying, unless you want more. Mama, please let me out. Please. Parental abuse during childhood often leads to a lifetime of anger and distrust. 
add to that the turbulent civil rights era, and you have ingredients that might lead you to believe the only way you could fight back was to meet violence with violence. Would the man in our story learn a better way? Based on his book, Some Place to Be Somebody, here is the true story of Marshall Brandon, right now on Unshackled. Beatings that began in kindergarten at the hands of my mother were just the beginning. Her abuse changed me from a bright, eager student into an angry young boy. Since I had three older brothers who often turned their own rage on me, my only help came from my oldest sister, Eva. No one ever dared cross our mother, not even our father, who never once fought back. He solved his problems by staying drunk most of the time. Mama was well known in our town as a tough, strong-willed woman. Something a neighbor lady learned firsthand when I got into a fight with her son. What's got into you, Marshall? Alfred's mom's after me. His mom's after you? I busted him good. What for? Bashed me upside my head with his toy gun. I'm bleeding. Uh-huh, I see that. Yes? You Marshall's mama? Sure am. See what that no good son of yours did to my Alfred. Marshall, did you do this? He sure did. He's a bully. Your boy. I didn't ask you. Marshall. Yes, ma'am. I did. Told ya. What you gonna do about this? Marshall, did you start it? No, ma'am. Told you what happened. What happened was he beat up my Alfred. You gotta do something. Enough. We're done here. Lady, you can take your child on home now. What? You heard me. Marshall, you best learn this right now. Long as you don't start it, I expect you to finish it. Yes, Mama. I'll beat you myself if I ever hear you running away from a fight. You got that? I got it, all right. And from that day on, I promised myself no one was ever going to beat on me again. Except Mama, of course. She always kept the electrical cord handy while I tried to cover my bruises under long-sleeved shirts. It's strange. An abused kid can still want their abuser's love and approval. So as I entered my teens, I was determined to prove how tough I was. I took my rage at Ruthie's constant beatings out on everybody who got in my way. And as a black kid, trying to get ahead in a world of civil unrest, trouble was easy to find. Marshall, get in here. Yeah? I hear you got yourself a gang. Yeah, so? At 13? Just me and some guys. Well, I just got off the phone with your principal. Seems he's heard about your gang. You stick some kid with a knife? He, he dared me. You said finish the fight. I never told you to start no gang, boy. Oh, mama. So now the principal wants to see you and me. You know what that means. Oh, Mama, uh, please don't. Get over here, Marshall. You got this coming. Uh, uh, uh. Seemed like the more abuse I had to take from Ruthie, the more I looked for trouble at school or on the streets. I always thought boys should love their mothers no matter what. But after 15 years of abuse... I was determined not to take it anymore. 
And one day, everything changed. What's up with you and Mama? We, we had it out, Eva. I knew it was coming. But you're not beat up this time. Nope. And I won't ever be again. Not by Ruthie, anyway. What happened? Argument. She threw a bottle at me. Made, made her real mad when I caught it. That was it? No. Called me a no-count street kid. Said this time she'd crack open my worthless skull. Oh, Marshall. The electric cord? Yeah. But this time, when she drew back her arm, I grabbed her wrist, stopped her cold. We just stood there, glaring at each other. Eva, how can anyone who claims they love you do those things? I don't know, but you're the only one of us ever stood up to her. I warned her never to touch me again. Think she heard you? I, I don't know for sure, but it was the first time I ever saw tears in her eyes. That was a pivotal moment for Mama and me. Though I was still filled with rage and searching for a way to prove I could be somebody. I was a big fan of glamorized soldiers in movies and that gave me what I thought was a bright idea. So I quit school and enlisted in the army. I was 17 and I had no idea what I'd gotten myself into. Up and out, maggots! This ain't vacation! Fall in! Man, you hear that, Lee? They, they gonna scream like that all day? Get used to it. You got something to say, Private? No, sir. Did I tell you to speak? Move your lazy bucket! Now, 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 now! Gonna hate taking this abuse. Hey, you ain't live with my mama. At least we got our own bunks. Yeah, if they ever let us sleep. Never had a bed of my own at home. Now, 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 now! Gonna bust me some heads! Move it! Gonna be a long eight weeks. <laughs> BC alternative. Move it, sir! Somehow, the army made me feel I could actually make something out of my life, or maybe find a greater purpose than I had known before. I was used to taking orders, and I knew how to fight, but I had no patience for bullies and discrimination. Standing up for Lee was how I made my first mistake. Enter. Brandon, you got a problem with your squad leader? Sir, no, sir. Says you got in his face, that true? Yes, sir. Why? I, I don't hold with bullying, sir. So what did you do? Told him he was wrong to be hateful to that guy just, just cause. Just because what, Brandon? Just because Private Lee is black? Well, yes, sir. I see. You think you could do a better job? Sir? You think you'd make a more fair-minded squad leader? I, I don't know, sir. Well, you're about to find out it's not such an easy job, squad leader Brandon. Since I understood that there was a line between discipline and abuse, I did pretty well as a squad leader. After basic, I returned home on leave wearing my uniform and feeling proud of who I was for the first time in my life. At age 18, I was sure I had finally found a path forward until I got my first set of orders. When we realized what those orders meant, even my mother cried. I was being assigned to a war in some faraway country I'd never heard of, a place called Vietnam. Folks, we'll get back to Marshall's story in just a moment, but first, 
I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. Org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the true story of Marshall Brandon. I stepped off that plane into the stifling heat and stench of Vietnam proud to serve my country. My old buddy Lee from basic days had been assigned to Nam ahead of me, but little did I know how much my life was about to change, and not for the better. Hey, Marshall! How you doing, <laughs> hey, man? man? So great to see you. What is that awful smell? Fires, monkeys, manure. You get used to it. What you won't get used to is the heat. <sighs> Feels like I landed on Mars. We got ways to make that better. Yeah? Like what? If you'll keep it on the QT, I'll show you. After hours? And out of sight, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you got booze? Better. Weed, man. Best you ever smoked. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, come on, good times. Life-changing, brah. Yeah? When do we start? It was life-changing, all right. From then on, my life became all about finding enough money to keep me buzzed. That was easy and numb, but things changed when I returned stateside. I expected a hero's welcome, but none of my family was there to greet me. The only reception I got was insults from anti-war protesters. So I left the army, still angry and addicted to my newest habit, heroin. When my menial job wasn't enough for the women and drugs lifestyle I craved, it was only a matter of time before a new kind of trouble would find me. Marshall, over here, little bro. Wanna cut you in on something? Yeah, never did that when we were kids, Abdul. What's in it for you? Look, man, I know you craving a high, same as me. We can help each other. I'm listening. Gonna knock over a jewelry store. Robbery? No, man, too risky. Hey, got it all figured out, man. Even got guns, just in case. Armed robbery? You don't want to go to jail, right? No, but... You can drive the getaway car. You ain't even got to go in. So? I had made some bad choices in my life, but following Abdul might have been the worst. He had it planned, all right. 
right up until the moment when some unexpected bystanders identified us. Before I knew it, I was in a courtroom before a judge. Uh, Your Honor, uh, before rendering judgment, my client would like to be heard. Go ahead, Mr. Brandon. <clears throat> sir, I, I just wanted to say... Yes? I I've been a soldier, sir. I, I just got home from Vietnam. I see. Well, welcome home, son. Now you're going to prison. The hardest thing about prison life was detoxing and making sure everybody knew not to mess with me. Since I had plenty of time, I got my GED and even pretended to change my angry attitude so I would be on the fast track to parole. That got me an early release to enroll in the University of Ohio. I was finally taking a step forward, drug-free and determined to stay that way when the first real break of my life came walking by. I'd always been the non-committal type until I saw Katika walking across campus. I made it my business to find out where she worked. WTXX, the University Voice, signing off. Great show today, Katika. Thanks. I saw you watching me. You a student? Yep, a poor one. <laughs> Aren't we all? But if I weren't, I'd take a fine lady like you to dinner. You would? Where? S someplace special and expensive. That's so? What do you call expensive? Uh, maybe Hal's Burger Shack? <laughs> Hal's Burger Shack? Not very impressed, huh? Oh, I don't know. I like their fries. Does that mean... Let me finish up hearing your aunt. From burgers and fries to marriage. I shared most of the secrets of my messed up life with Katika, but she married me anyway. I even told her I'd fathered kids I'd never even seen with women I never cared about. But she still gave me the benefit of the doubt. Life had taken a giant leap forward when she trusted me. But there was still one thing that I hid from her. Though she knew about my addiction, I told her I had it handled. What I didn't tell her was that I was hooked again, and not just using, but selling too. I knew there'd come a day when I'd pay a big price for that. Hey, I'm watching that. Our bank account's overdrawn. Again. I, I had a few extra expenses. Right. You're using again. Marshall, you promised me you'd get help. I, I know. L look, I quit, baby. Trust me. Give me a little more time. No, not this time. I love you, but I won't watch you destroy yourself. Get out. Y you don't mean that, baby. If you don't go, I will. Come on. You're not going anywhere. Oh, yeah? Watch me. I couldn't blame her. I really loved my wife, but I wouldn't let go of the drugs that held me in their grip since Vietnam. I thought getting high helped me forget all the abuse and violence of my life. But when Katika was strong enough to leave, I was in complete despair. I knew she wouldn't come back unless a miracle happened. And I didn't believe in miracles, yet. Thanks for meeting me. I I'm surprised you called. We need to talk. Why, you want a divorce? No. 
You want to get back together? You know I do. Then there's something you have to do for me. Okay, but... I want you to go to church with me. What? Look, Marshall, I got saved. So that's going to change things for us. What, what exactly does saved mean? It means I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm giving my life to him. And I want you to come to church with me. Church. And I won't take no for an answer. I had no idea what being saved was, but I did see a difference in my wife. And if she was willing to take me back, I'd go anywhere with her. But the first time we walked into that little church, I was so self-conscious. I immediately regretted the decision. Strange thing was that not one person there looked down on me. The service was okay and the music was great, even though I still didn't know what people got saved from. I figured I could fake my way through each week to please Katika since she was so determined to pick me up every Sunday. But it wasn't long till everything I was hearing in the sermons made me uncomfortable. Good morning. Why aren't you ready for church? Go without me. Marshall. Look, I, I, I tried, okay? But I don't belong there. Why not? All, all this stuff about being sinners. Like they're talking to me. We're all sinners, Marshall. Every one of us. Oh, no. Not like me. Just like you. The only difference between you and me is that I believe Jesus paid for my sins when he died for me on the cross. And that makes you saved? Yes. Saved from what I used to be. Changed for the better. You can be too. Nah, not yet. I, I gotta clean up my act first. Just as you are. That's how he takes you. I'm not gonna give up, you know? Might be a long time. Whatever it takes, Marshall. Katika meant what she said about not giving up. Each Sunday, she was there waiting for me. I went, but I struggled every time the preacher gave an altar call. I knew he was talking straight to my damaged heart, but he didn't know how messed up my life was. I thought I'd make some changes first, and after that, maybe I'd consider salvation. Then came the Sunday when I knew the struggle was all over. I couldn't hide anymore. I got up and ran down that aisle so fast, I even knocked a few hats off as I ran to that pastor and fell on my knees. Today is the day of salvation, Marshall. You can come to him just as you are. I I've done awful things. When Jesus saves you, your past is gone, wiped away. So he'll save me? Just like I am? If in your heart you truly want to be saved and devote your life to him, you can tell him that right now. He'll hear your prayer, son, if you're ready. Then here goes. Uh, God, all, all I know is I need you. I'm a bad, unworthy man, but I believe you will forgive me for all I've done. Um, thank him? Yeah. I, I thank you for dying for me, Jesus. Uh, 
Now you go. <laughs> All right. Father, thank you for making Marshall clean inside and out. Help him to start over and be your child. Oh, and uh, please heal me of my drug habit and the scars of abuse. His life is yours now, Lord. My life is yours now, Lord. Amen. It's a new day for you, son. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Welcome to the family, Marshal. The family? <laughs> I never had a real family before. You got one now. A family that's going to pray for you as you learn to follow Christ. Katika was waiting when the pastor finished praying over me. I finally understood how much I had hurt my beautiful wife with my lies. I didn't know how I could even begin to apologize, but as she took my hand, her eyes were full of tears. Neither one of us said much until we got back to her car. Oh, how I've prayed for this day, Marshall. Our lives will never be the same. Baby, I'm, I'm so sorry. Can, can you ever forgive me? Already have. I forgave you the moment Jesus saved me. I want to be the husband you deserve, but I have so much to learn. We'll learn together. I need to tell you something else. I'm listening. I asked God to remove my desire for drugs, that I'll never need them again. I believe he will. I have one more thing to say. And what's that? Is anything too hard for God? He just gave us a future. And that future began to come quickly as God opened doors for Katika and me. I never would have believed possible. I was filled with the desire to share what Jesus had done for me, even though I knew many of my old friends would never believe me. I had no idea how to go about that. Until one day, when our pastor opened my eyes to new opportunities I'd never considered before. I heard about your mom. I'm so sorry, son. Thanks, but I know I'll see her again. So the past is truly healed? By the mercy of God. I even talked with her about Jesus before she passed away. Marshall, I think there's a lot of good you could do for people who need the Lord. If you're willing, that is. <laughs> willing? God has been so good to me, I never miss a chance to share. Even with your old friends? That's been hard, but some just don't want to hear it. But I won't stop trying. Have you considered prison ministry? Y you mean go to the prisons and talk about Jesus? Exactly. They'll listen to you. You were one of them. If that door opened, I'd run through it and never look back. <laughs> Thought so. Grab your Bible and come with me. We're going to open some doors. That was a new beginning for me. With Katika by my side, God took our family from prison ministry to me serving as chaplain at a men's homeless shelter and finally into a full-time pastorate. Everywhere God allowed me to speak, I could see myself in each hurting soul. I did my best to tell them they don't have to get cleaned up to come to Jesus. Through it all, I've learned God always finishes what he starts but I never expected him to lead me right back into a courtroom to witness his amazing grace at work in my life again. 
Okay. We're here today to consider a request to expunge the prison record of Marshall Brandon. Mr. Brandon, we've investigated your life since you were paroled, and I understand you're a pastor now. Is there anything more I should know before I render judgment today? Just one thing, Your Honor. I was once a lost and angry young man, always taking one step forward and two steps back until the day I found Jesus. If you expunge my record today, Your Honor, my family and I will be incredibly grateful. But either way, Jesus already erased my record on the cross. And now I live to tell others that he can do the same for them. Mr. Brandon, excuse me, Pastor Brandon, it is my honor today to grant your request. Your record is expunged. Court is adjourned. Well, this has been quite a day. It sure has. So much closure. Such a blessing. I do have one more thing to say. <laughs> Just one? The only thing I can think of right now. I think I know. Is there anything too hard for our God? <laughs> exactly. Let's get going. We have the Lord's work to do. Friend, as we learn from Marshall, the thing that is keeping you from a life of peace, joy, and hope in the future could very well be yourself. In other words, get out of your own way. And the way to do that is to look to Jesus Christ as your Savior, your guide in life that will never lead you astray or into places of despair. But he will grant you a life of purpose and a hope in your eternal salvation if you will repent and trust in him. If you do not know Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do not delay another moment. Jesus is waiting for you. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It could be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, here's the prize for our upcoming sweepstakes contest. Another beautiful wooden scripture plaque, and it is John 8:12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I love that one. This is a gorgeous plaque, folks, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and uh, cut in such a way as uh, to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. It's been handcrafted around the natural character and the beauty of the wood that, uh, well, God created. So 
All you have to do to enter our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast Sweepstakes Drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of this sweepstakes drawing for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced November 1st, but the deadline for entry is October 20th. And next time... Mom, there was Little League tryouts today, and I made it. That's nice, Don. I'm going to be playing for the Tigers. What about your paper route? What about it? How are you going to have time to do baseball and your route? I will. i got to have money to go to the Mets games. Donald, you have baseball on the brain. Baseball was his whole world. From Little Leagues to the Major Leagues, he excelled and impressed. Next thing you know, you'll be on a baseball card. Yes, sir. I'm moving into the big leagues now. But when tensions rose, it was hard for him to find any other avenue than violence. I don't run from a fight. Hey, watch where you're going, Helen Keller. Don, why'd you hit him? Jerk said something I didn't like. Drinking, fighting, and a bad reputation started destroying not only his career, but his life. Don't make me leave. As long as I can remember, I wanted to play professional. Don't miss the compelling classic true story of Don Gordon, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Marshall Brandon were Ryan Priester, Felicia Fields, Shaz Campbell, Larry Halliburton, Demetrius Troy, and Alana Arenas. Original music and audio engineer Don Badorf. Sound effects Demetrius Troy. Recording engineer David Pierczynski. Script, Karen Knight. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.